This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I am Dylan Hafer, it is Thursday I am recording a little early because there is just so much news that has happened in the last few days I recorded on Monday And I was wondering, when are we going to fill in some of these schedule gaps? When are some of these shows going to premiere? There were a lot of question marks still on the calendar, even if we had, you know, general ideas. But then Tuesday, Beverly Hills trailer. Wednesday, Miami trailer. Now, looking at the calendar, it is a little alarming how much content we are going to be having on a weekly basis about a month from now. So just as a little bit of a rundown, um, Beverly Hills is premiering October 25th. That is a Wednesday. Miami is premiering November 1st. That is a Wednesday, which means we are going to have back-to-back episodes of Miami and Beverly Hills for four months. That is five months even. That is a lot to wrap my mind around, and that is just one night of the calendar. Obviously, right now, we have Salt Lake City airing on Tuesday nights. They're only, what, four, five episodes into their season? And then October 24th, the day before Beverly Hills, we've got Winter House coming on Tuesdays. So that's going to be another double night. Sorry, Winter House. I might not be able to talk about you every week the way I... I was going to say the way I want to, but I don't even know if that's accurate. Um, TBD on this season of Winter House, that cast is a little bit random, and I I don't know how much love they're going to be able to get given this schedule. But then, as if that wasn't enough, November 5th, that's a Sunday, we have Potomac and Married to Medicine premiering back-to-back. I know we don't talk about Married to Medicine as much as some of these other shows. It's great. They're simply, I mean, as you can tell, they're simply not always time in the schedule, but that is a powerhouse back-to-back Sunday lineup. So those shows are going to be on together for four, five months. You know, these seasons are long. Roni, I'm assuming, will be just about finishing up by then. So hopefully not really any overlap there. But then, you know, I haven't even mentioned we have Below Deck Med, which just started on Mondays. I haven't even gotten a chance to dip into that season yet because there has been so much going on. But let me know. Uh, send me a DM, leave a five star review and let me know if Below Deck Med is hitting for you this season because, you know, we can try to squeeze it in. And then we got Southern Charm on Thursdays. I'm I'm trying to chug a chug a choo choo and get to some of these shows, but it <laughs> truly there is so much going on right now. Um If you are into Southern Charm, on yesterday's episode, I talked to Olivia Flowers. I had a great time chatting with her. I had never met her. I had never 
spoken to her. Uh, you know, last season she kind of came out of nowhere for me, and this year she's definitely cemented in the group. So I was excited to get a chance to chat with her. I do think the first few episodes of this season of Southern Charm have been pretty entertaining. I am, you know, at least intrigued, if not completely captivated by what's going on there. Uh, So I guess excited to see how that season continues, though, like I said, there's a lot going on. So TBD on the exact podcast schedule. You know, it is always, um, it's always a little bit of a jumble to figure out exactly what to talk about on which days and, you know, which guests are available and who's coming on. So, you know, have patience as we work through this, uh, this time of really an embarrassment of riches. But if there are specific shows that you want me to talk about more, that you uh, want me to talk about less, even respectful feedback is always appreciated. You know, you don't need to drag me because I uh, skipped talking about OC one week, but you know, we, we will get there. Um, But yeah, let me know. DM, comment, five-star review. Welcome forms of of loving feedback. But today, we got to talk about these trailers. We got to talk a little bit about Salt Lake. We got to talk about this Orange County reunion. Part one of that reunion is good. This, to me, I saw a few people grumbling in the last 12 hours or so. Why is it a two-part reunion? It should have been three. This is so entertaining. You guys... I feel like we do this several times a year. A lot of the time, a great two-part reunion would be a fillery, underwhelming three-part reunion. And vice versa. Some of these three-part reunions we get, if they had just, uh, you know, trimmed the fat, snip, 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 did a little, you know, Ozempic shot to that reunion, it would have been a sleek, trim two-parter. And I think that is the exact right decision for this season of OC. The first part was supersized. You know, I watched it with no commercials and it was like 50 minutes long. That's a great amount of content. And I think it is, it's showing in the fact that I have a bunch of different bullet points here of what to talk about. And there wasn't one kind of, it didn't feel like we were harping on one point for the full hour and 10 minutes or whatever. There's lots of good stuff happening. There's Tamara and Heather. We get a little bit of a revelation maybe that, you know, Heather is saying that there wasn't one episode this season that went by without Tamara saying something unkind about her. And Tamara reveals, clarifies, explains that part of the reason she had such a hard on for Heather this season was that there were things that she had heard or that she had been told that Heather had said, like on her podcast, saying that there was no room for Tamara or they didn't need her back. And then also she had heard apparently that Heather had talked to Andy about not wanting her him to bring Tamara back. Heather is like, first of all, I didn't say that on my podcast. Second of all, I didn't say that to Andy. Andy corroborates this. He's like, yeah, you, she, she never brought that up to me and then also makes the point Heather does she's not the Andy whisperer Heather has been back on this show for two seasons you know certainly she is a a key piece of the cast at this point but (laughs) time and time again we see these women kind of have 
skewed, warped perceptions of who holds the keys and who pulls the strings and who has access to which back channels of information. And I mean, Heather Dubrow as rich and, you know, high horsey as she can be is not making the decisions on the executive level at Bravo. Honestly, Andy is not making the decisions on an executive level at Bravo. It is funny. This, I feel like the, um, the Bethany conversation has sort of also in large part centered on Andy. And it's like, I hate to break it to some of you, but Andy Cohen is not like the president and CEO of Bravo. He is at this point, not even really a Bravo employee. He used to be, he was an executive for a long time at Bravo. He left that job years ago. He's an executive producer among others on the real housewives franchise. And obviously he hosts watch what happens live. And of course, yes, he is, you know, hugely influential face of the brand X, Y, Z texting. Andy is not this, it's not like equivalent to getting somebody fired or not brought back to real housewives. He's not making those decisions in a vacuum. He's not always even making those decisions at all. (laughs) It is funny how, you know, I get that he's kind of like the housewife whisperer, but that there is this, kind of enduring notion that he is the one who is sort of, you know, Oz the great and powerful um, as (laughs) Olivia compared Patricia to Oz on the Southern Charm cast. And that really stuck with me. Yeah. So I guess it sort of feels like they squashed that beef, but also I, I do feel like the second cameras pick up again, I have zero faith that Tamara is not going to have, a fresh bone to pick with Heather. It just sort of seems like that's the law of the land at this point. The weather is getting warmer, so it's time to ditch those jackets and sweaters for shorts and tees. I used to waste my money on clothes that would only last one season. That was until I found Quince. Now I've got high quality pieces that never go out of style that I'll be wearing year after year. Now that it's getting warmer, I just stocked up on the Quince Cotton Modal t-shirts. I love a black t-shirt that's the right balance of looking really nice, but feeling really comfortable. It's 50% cotton, 50% modal. It's lightweight. It's breathing. It has a little stretch to it, but it looks so put together. I also just stocked up on more of my favorite Quince socks because let's be honest, I am at the point in my life where I don't need to have any socks in my closet that have holes in them. I'm getting the Quince ones that are going to last me a long time. They're just the perfect staple to have in your wardrobe. Quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Plus, they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, which I just love. Upgrade your wardrobe today. Go to quince.com mention for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot mention to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com mention. Summer 
is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. But that's not all we got this reunion. We got a lot of the Jen and Ryan and Tamara and XYZ. Right off the bat, Andy says that they invited Ryan to come to the reunion. And Jen explains that he chose not to come because basically he felt like being in that position, he has a personal relationship with Tamara, but that not everybody watching the show will understand that or appreciate that. And that the second they get into a situation where he's at all heated with Tamara, it's going to be the man yelling at the woman. It's not going to look good. It's kind of a no-win situation for him. Look, do I wish that he were there? Do I always wish that everybody was at the reunion to be an active participant? Yeah, I think in general that serves the story better. But also, I get it. These two have really been dragged through the mud this season. And even at this reunion, it feels like we cannot just come to an understanding that, yes, perhaps Ryan is um, a bit of a piece of shit or has been in the past or maybe has cheated on Jen or maybe they are not being 100% honest about everything that's happened. You know, not honestly, neither here nor there at this point. This cast, for some reason, some of them cannot come to the acceptance that Jen is a grown woman who is making her own choices. She has free will and agency, and she has made choices, maybe some that she is proud of, some that she is not, some that she has second thoughts about. But at this point, she's choosing Ryan. She seems largely at peace with that her eyes are at least to a degree open about the flaws and potential um causes for concern with that relationship and i mean i'm not in jen's life on a personal level but just as a viewer i'm good with that i am at peace with the decision that jen is making would i make the same decision perhaps not you know, I I don't think anybody would really love to be cheated on. And it does seem like Jen is maybe um, 
maybe making a choice that might end her up in that position at some point again down the road. It's none of my business. And even Tamara and some of the other women on this cast can say it's none of my business, but they can't just let it be. And I do feel for Jen that it's like some of us just need the space to make our dummy little decisions and then live with the consequences. And I think that I think that she will be fine. She might get her feelings hurt sometime down the road. And that's okay. She's a big girl. And I I really like Jen. And actually coming out of this reunion, I think I like her even more because I do feel like she has kind of been through the ringer this year and she's put up with it. And it does feel like despite all of that, she has made some real friendships on the cast. Um, There's an interesting disagreement over the idea of Tamara bringing her onto the show. Tamara is basically like, we were barely speaking when you got cast on the show. We were friends before. And then there were times on the show when we were friends. But Tamara is pretty adamant that she had nothing to do with Jen, uh, you know, arriving on the show. And that's always interesting because I think we don't always get a very transparent picture of how the casting process works. And so you sort of assume if there are two women who know each other prior, you know, if an existing housewife knows the new housewife, you're like, oh, right, they brought on Tamara's friend. And like, that was probably the casting mindset. But that doesn't mean that Tamara, as Jen's friend, had anything to do with that, or even necessarily knew about it. I mean, think... (laughs) Not to take us back to uh, New Jersey in 2011 or whatever year that was, but I'm pretty sure, you know, we can agree that when they said Melissa was Teresa's sister-in-law, that did not mean that Teresa um, had recruited Melissa to the show. Um, And, you know, many wars have since been fought over that, uh, the (laughs) arrival of Melissa on Housewives. But yeah, I, I feel for Jen. I think she did a good job at this reunion, at least in part one. And you know who else did a good job in part one of this reunion? Gina fucking Kirschenheider. Because she came in with an agenda, with her, you know, her outline, her goals, her her affirmations, whatever she did to prep for this reunion, and specifically whatever, um, wherever she ordered her Etsy voodoo doll of Shannon and was sticking the pins in, she prepared well. And you know who didn't prepare well? Shannon Storms Bedore. Because all Shannon would have had to do was sit there, look at Gina, and with an air of sincerity say, I am so sorry for what I said to you and about you and about your family. It was out of line. I didn't know what I was talking about, and I should never have said it. Full stop. I'm sorry. And for some reason, even though Shannon acknowledges that what she said was unkind, I, we, the obsession that Orange County has with the word kind and unkind is so funny to me because it's like, okay, we're, on, we're on the real housewives here. Kindness isn't exactly like the the peak virtue of a Housewives cast member. But I digress. The way Shannon was unwilling, unable to just 
get to the point of, I am so sorry, gave Gina all of the ammunition she needed, all of the motivation she needed, and really all of the justification to go the fuck in on Shannon. And watching it, I mean, I, I'm i not Shannon's biggest fan, so maybe I'm biased, but I felt like Shannon deserved every word that Gina had for her. And the the mic drop moment of, you know, Shannon's saying something, stuttering through some justification, and Gina just going, what are my kids' names? What are my kids' names? And Shannon only gets to one of them, and then she can't remember the rest. And Gina's like, how, what right, how dare you? You've known me six years and you don't even know my kids' names. That is, it was creative. It was inspired on Gina's part. It was not where I necessarily expected that conversation to go, but it was so effective. Because right there, all of the times that Shannon has talked about, oh, well, you know, I, I, I invited Gina to dinner. I took her out with us. We had fun. I was so kind. I gave her the lawyer's number. It strips away all of those layers of friendship or, you know, reciprocal, whatever. And it cuts to the point of these women are not that close. And <laughs> when Shannon's like, yeah, I, I, we don't really get along. It's like, yeah, you don't. So at a certain point, the throwing out the list of the kindness and the, you know, acts of service and gestures or whatever that you did going back years into the past, it doesn't mean anything. And Shannon gets so, so stuck on these little things of like, oh, well, that one time. And Gina, in that moment, she cuts right there. She's just done. And it is kind of wild to think about the timing of this reunion taping that it was, you know, just really days before Shannon's DUI incident. So obviously that's not addressed here. But to kind of think of this reunion and the the stuff that they're talking about juxtaposed with that incident and, you know, Shannon's, you know, decision making process there. It really paints a picture of Shannon as somebody who, I mean, obviously it, it, the the idea of a drinking problem, any of that is a separate thing to me. I don't need to get into that. But just as somebody who doesn't really have room to talk about somebody else's choices and to talk about somebody else's life and to kind of have any sort of high ground over somebody else... I thought that Gina did a great job. I thought this was probably her one of her best moments on the show in five or six seasons. Um, I'm really excited to see part two of the reunion. I, you know, Taylor was fun. Emily looks great. This is a good reunion, and I think it's a it's an excellent example of why two parts is sometimes, oftentimes, maybe more often than not, the right way to go.
Splash refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin in orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day, and it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin-D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin-D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. I want to talk about Salt Lake City a little bit. I mean, these rumors with Angie and her husband, but really I want to talk about these trailers because I feel like I don't remember exactly when or even what I was saying on the podcast versus just in my real life. You know, sometimes it all runs together. I talk too much about this shit, both on mic and off. A week ago, if you had asked me about Beverly Hills, and perhaps somebody did, I don't think I was that excited. I was kind of like, who cares about Kyle's marriage? Well, here we are. I care. I guess I care. Because seeing the, the through line in this Beverly Hills trailer of Kyle and Mauricio and people asking questions, people noticing things, Sutton going, every time I go online, I see something about someone cheating. Where there's smoke, there's fire. (laughs) I feel like Sutton's little twang is never stronger than when she is kind of doing like a, and I told you so kind of moment. It's like, every time I go online, Kyle's not wearing a wedding band. 
Kyle and Sutton have the strangest little relationship because sometimes it seems like they're real close and Sutton's living in Kyle's old house. And sometimes it feels like Sutton is like stirring a cauldron, casting spells. <laughs> and I don't, you know, I don't want to make any accusations, but it doesn't seem in this trailer like she is particularly broken up over the idea of Kyle and Mauricio having problems. Um, but everyone else seems shook. Dorit and PK are like, baby, what's going on? I don't know what my who didn't say they were separated. Uh. I do also now kind of understand the the picking back up the filming because seeing just a little, little, little hint of a clip from that Umansky family meeting. Wow. We're talking about Morgan Wade. We're talking about all of it. I am I am ready. I'm excited. I stand corrected of saying who cares about Kyle and Mauricio's marriage because I, I do care. And I also deeply care about the return of Denise and Kim Richards and Camille. We even get a glimpse of Faye. Denise and Erica getting into it. Erica, first of all, being messy about Denise's OnlyFans. For the record... There is nothing wrong with doing OnlyFans. Sex work is work. I don't even know what Denise is doing on her OnlyFans because I I don't go that way. And also, I, I don't think Batches would let me expense a subscription to Denise's OnlyFans. Um, maybe I'm wrong. TBD on that in the future. We went through this on Miami a couple years ago. I really hate the thing of being messy about somebody else's OnlyFans because it's just mean. It's just... It's not necessary. It's not correct. But the idea of Erica and Denise getting into it is delicious to me. Denise telling Erica to her face, you are one evil woman. And Erica just stone-faced replying, I am. Oh. oh my God, we are so back. The one thing I will say, so we have seven full-time housewives on Beverly Hills this season. We have a new housewife, Anne-Marie, who is kind of barely in the trailer. I don't feel great about that. You know, it, whatever. I hope she's great. We haven't seen very much yet. But the fact that there are Seven full-time housewives, plus it seems like we're getting sort of a significant amount of Denise. We know that Kim and uh, Camille are around. That does make me a little nervous that they were kind of like two-thirds of the way through filming and felt like they hadn't gotten very much. And so they scrambled to invite Denise and to invite Camille and Kim and then maybe kind of got lucky with the Kyle and Mauricio stuff. I, I'm bracing myself for a season that feels like we are spinning our wheels to get to a certain point, but I hope I'm wrong. And even if I'm not, I'm still excited to get there. I think it'll be fun. Um, I'm even more excited for the new season of Miami. Another great trailer. 
we have the exact same cast of nine that we have had for the last two seasons. These women, they just work together. And they don't always work together, but they just work together. A lot of the same through lines from last season seem to be ongoing. Adriana and Marisol are still fighting about some ex that probably didn't really want either of them, if I had to guess. Alexia and Nicole are still going at it. You know, Alexia's throwing barbs about Nicole's mom not liking her or something, you know, par for the course. Um, Nicole's dad tells her he wants to have a kid. What the fuck is going on there? Gertie and Russell going against Larsa. You guys, when I tell you Russell in this trailer, as Larsa is mouthing off about something, Russell just going, be respectful, Larsa. Oh, my God. That is a man. I, Russell is so fucking handsome. And the thing about Russell, part of the reason that he is so appealing is that he stays out of it. He doesn't get involved. He is a soldier for Gertie in the most reserved, gentle way. But if you choose the wrong moment to disrespect his woman, as we see in this trailer, he's going to let you know. I don't know exactly what they're fighting about. I don't know the exact context. I can't wait to find out. But in that moment, I was screaming at my computer screen. Yes. It's going to be an emotional season, though. Obviously, Gertie has been battling cancer the last several months, and it looks like in the trailer, we are really going to see her going through that. There's a a scene in the trailer of her telling the other women about her diagnosis. I am already emotional just thinking about that. Also, Martina is still going through her treatment. Um, It looks like that's a source of tension maybe in her and Julia's marriage. Just a, a lot of real shit going on in Miami. There's maybe financial issues with Alexia and Todd. Lisa obviously is still f- fucking going through it with Lenny. A lot of a lot of tumult. And I also for all of the things that I've just talked about, I feel like I don't really know about much that happened during filming for this season. Obviously there's some ongoing conflicts and the the some of the personal stuff, but I don't know what the exact sources of conflict are going to be. And that to me is the most exciting in a season of housewives, just seeing a trailer, seeing that there's drama that looks legit, but not actually knowing the source of all of it. That is exactly what I want. And that is, Oh God, I'm so excited. I am already stressed about Miami and Beverly Hills being on the same night because what do you do? clear the schedule clearly also all of these shows premiering right around BravoCon. i get it i'm glad that there are going to be new seasons to talk about at BravoCon. i think that's important because doing these BravoCon panels when there's like no trailer no news no announcement it's like we can't watch an hour of everyone just being like yeah it's you know it's 
gonna be a fun one. Like, no, I, I would like some information, please. But it's gonna be, <laughs> it's gonna be a busy season. Uh, you know, from from Halloween till the end of the year, uh, strap in because we're gonna have a lot coming. Um, <laughs> but in the meantime. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. Uh, And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Picot, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Picot. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Batches.